Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome. I am Augusto Perez, and shalom. Today we continue on uh, messages from beyond the veil, and we have um, uh, another teaching today in that area, which I believe is going to be important to you and a blessing. And um, I've heard good comments concerning the last one, but... um, we're talking about, uh, you know, the preparation for the storms that are upon us or the big one that is upon us. And we have been talking about incoming Planet X and uh, how that's going to play into everything that has been going on. And... um Right now, there's uh, the world is being set up for a, a nuclear war, and there's really very, very small chance of that being stopped. I mean, God is still a miracle worker, and God can still do a miracle, and we are praying for that. We are praying because we don't want to see that happen. No one wants to see that happen. We are we are praying that this thing is delayed, pushed back a few years at least. We don't want to see that happen. It would be horrific. But uh, it seems like the, there's a pedal to the metal, and uh, there is no stopping these people. They have this idea that the war is, is the only solution. They are terrified of uh, the elections. And so they're going to do everything to try to stop the, the elections from happening, and um, they will uh, they will use any method available. But the, the thing the thing is that uh, you know we we don't understand. People do not understand what is driving these people. Why the rush? Why are they so much rushing this thing? And 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 the the simple the simple answer to that question is the fact that there is an incoming <clears throat> mini uh, mini solar system, which is called Planet X, the Nibiru solar system, and uh, Brown Dwarf, the Nemesis. It has many names, Destroyer. And we talked about that a bit last week. We're going to talk a little bit about more this week, and we're going to also share some uh, words from the Bible to encourage you and to uh, help you understand that, you know, we don't need to be afraid of these things, the wars and the rumors of wars and all of these things happen, and we do not need to be afraid of these things because we have a um, we have a promise from the Lord. We have a covenant that we need to learn, and this is why I have been hammering this, we need to learn how to uh, appropriate that covenant. And um, we have to learn the secret, how to stay strong, how, you know, how to have strength in the Lord, how to have faith in these perilous times that we are in. And so in the book of Leviticus, let me read a scripture with you and share this with you. In the book of Leviticus, um, we're going to read from chapter 26. In the book of Leviticus, we're going to read from chapter chapter 26, 
and we're going to go to verses 36 and 37. And so if you have your Bibles, go to that book right now in the Scriptures, the book of Leviticus, chapter 26, and we're going to read verses 36 and 37. And upon them that are left alive of you, I will send a faintness into their hearts in the lands of their enemies and the sound of a shaken leaf, and they shall flee as fleeing from a sword, and they shall fall when none pursues. And they shall fall upon one another as it were before a sword when none pursues. And you shall have no power to stand before your enemies. So there is something here in the book of Leviticus that is um, is, is is talking about um, what the, Le- the book, book of Leviticus says to the people uh, when when Israel would would fall into the into into God's judgment, basically, and when God's judgment began to fall on the earth, what would happen to Israel? And so the three things that we see there in verses 36 and 37 is, number one, that God was going to send a faintness into the hearts of the people. The other thing is that people were going to become panic-stricken. They were going to run at the, at the sound of a shaking leaf, okay? And then they would have no power to stand before their enemies. Now, this is very real, people. This is very real because this is exactly what is happening throughout this nation right now. And uh, there is all kinds of warnings about the stock market right now. It is inevitable that a disaster is approaching. And so this prophecy of Moses was not just for Israel, but also for God's people throughout history. And so we are now presently, this is like a present truth word. We are now seeing this, his words come to pass all over the world. And um, all the things, and we mentioned some of the things that are happening upon the world last week. I mean, there are floods, and there are fires, and there are floods in the deserts and animals freezing by the hundreds here in, the, in this country during the recent uh, Arctic blast. And uh, in China, I have seen videos of this. And many other things happening in the world, the, uh, the continent of Africa, which is splitting in, in, you know, in two. There are cracks. There are huge cracks. And in other parts of the world as well. We are seeing these things happening, okay? And we also are seeing the, you know, different rivers, the Euphrates rivers and other rivers in the, especially in Europe, uh, turning blood red, just like it was prophesied in the Word of God. And if this is not the first time that that happens, that is true. But Jesus did say that when that would happen, that is exactly in the book of Revelations, it's telling us that that was going to happen in the end time right before Jesus returns. And uh, in the book of Luke, chapter 21, verse 25 and 26, says, There shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars, and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, man's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming upon the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. So when we, when we hear this scripture, and we just read this scripture, and we think about all the recent events reporting, uh, uh, that have been reported and are now being reported all from all over the world, how one-third of the world's countries are being devastated right now by, I mean, take your pick. Uh, calamities, uh, depression, uh, financial chaos, uh, you name it. 
We are, we are also here in America beginning to witness this. And we're going to start witnessing uh, people panicking and people trembling and fainting and even dying from heart failure uh, from these things that are taking place. And so <clears throat> some people are now saying, some financial experts are even now saying that, you know, that they can write this out. We can write this out. We, we have survived other crashes in the past, and we can do this one too. We can survive this one as well. But the thing is that in the past, all of these other things were not taking place. And Moses said the truth very, very clearly when he said in the word that the people would melt into puddles of water when the storm hits. So in the book of Psalm 112, verses 7 and 8, we do have a word. Okay, David prophesied a word there, and he said, you know, for the godly person for the righteous person, for the obedient, those that fear God and are walking with him. He said, you shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. His heart established, he shall not be afraid. And so basically he's saying here that <clears throat> the one who trusts in the Lord, in the Almighty, he will not be troubled by any of this bad news that are we are seeing taking place in the world. In another chapter in the book of uh, Isaiah, chapter 34, verse 2 and 8, it says, For the indignation of the Lord is upon all the nations, for it is the day of the Lord's vengeance. This is known as the day of the Lord in previous uh, teachings. And so um, in the following chapter, though, however, Isaiah changes completely. And then uh, he starts delivering uh, a word of comfort to God's people. He says in Isaiah 35, verse 3 and 4, Strengthen ye the weak hands and confirm the feeble knees. Say to them that are of a fearful heart, be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. Even God with a recompense, he will come and save you. So that is a very strange but profound uplifting word that is saying that God is coming with a vengeance. He says he's coming with a recompense. And he will save us. So basically, it, when we interpret that, okay, in light of God's word and with the help of the Holy Spirit, what the Lord is saying is that he's going to bring vengeance. He's going to, when the day, when the day of the Lord arrives, he's going to bring um, every wicked nation down. Okay. Every evildoer, he's going to deal with the evil and the corruption and the wickedness that is in the world and in every nation. But it is not meant to harm us. In the coming days, we're going to see the Almighty is going to smite the nations and deal harshly with sin. But we are not to fear. And, uh, and then he says, you know, basically what he's saying is my judgments are going to humble your nation, whatever that nation may happen to be. But it's also going to serve as your salvation. And this is something that it's very difficult to understand for some people, how when God brings judgment to a nation, at the same time, he brings salvation to that, to his people. And so the thing is that when this happens, the weaker, the, 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 the wicked, the wicked are going to be filled with fear. But at the same time, the saints of God are going to become stronger and stronger as they continue their communion with the Most High. 
And so this is going to increase our confidence in him. And so this is why when, the, when you know, Jesus spoke about this as well, and he says, when you see these things begin to come to pass, look up, for your redemption draweth near. And um, you have no reason to fear. And so um, in 1 Corinthians 16, 13, it says, Watch ye stand fast in the faith, and quit you like men, be strong. And in Ephesians uh, chapter 6, verse 10, also we read, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So God wants us to face this coming dark days with strength and with faith so that we can withstand every evil report. And uh, this is one of the things that I've been trying to share with you about Planet X, that, you know, God has used that Planet X uh, in the past to, uh, to chastise his enemies, but at the same time to deliver his people. And uh, I believe he's going to do that again. And I was doing some... Um, some interesting uh, uh, reading here and research. And uh, last time we talked about the Egyptian and the history of the Egyptian and how they described this calamity and uh, how these things uh, were reported by them and the Greeks. There's another civilization that experienced these things, and they have a lot to say about it, which are the Mayan civilization it's in Central America, mostly that area of Mexico and uh, parts of Central America, okay? And uh, they were very advanced, uh, very advanced in the culture and the arts and, the, and the astronomy, architecture and things like that. And uh, interesting enough, the thing that was most important to the Maya was um, astronomy. They were obsessed with astronomy. And uh, they were so obsessed with astronomy and the, and the, and the, and the movement of the, uh, of the celestial bodies that they created what is called the, uh, the famous uh, Mayan calendar, and uh, which has, by the way, uh, it, I mean, modern astronomers are just uh, baffled. They're shocked that they are astounded by uh, by the accuracy of this calendar. And so <clears throat> there was a book called uh, by uh, by Adrian Gilbert and Maurice Cotero, The Mayan Prophecies. And uh, there's a part there where they say the Maya of Central America were very aware of the heavens around them and the movement of planets and often doorways of roof comps, which are a particular feature of classic Maya temples, were placed in such a way that they could mark the rising culmination and setting of particular stars. And they were especially uh, interested in the movements of the Pleiades star cluster, as well as planets Mercury, Venus, Mars, and Jupiter. And, uh, and so anyway, um, Something happened when the, uh, the, the Mayan calendar ending in the December 21st, 2012. And, uh, I mean, you all remember that, right? People started saying it was the end of the world and this and that. But what did the Mayans, the Mayans knew something in that. And, and why did they, why, why did they do that? What was, what was that all about? And so, I believe personally that the Maya basically, in, because in 2012 is really when this <clears throat> the, the the planet X began to become a little more visible. People began to be able to track it, even you know with certain telescopes. But um, and so you know they they knew this was coming. They knew about this uh, this object, this uh, mini uh, celestial solar system. Uh, 
they knew that this was going to happen again because, and every time that it comes by planet Earth, every 3,600 years to 4,000 years or so, it is horrific, the disasters that it, it causes. And so, just like the Egyptians and the Greeks, and and we shared from the Cauldron also last week, and we'll share a little more this, this time around, uh, the Mayan also recorded uh, cataclysms, the, the cycles of the cataclysms that visited the planet on a regular and predictable timetable. And so they kept they kept track of these things. And the Maya believed that they could anticipate the next global cataclysm. And uh, there are some that believe that this is what the, the Mayan calendar ending in December 21st, 2020, uh, 2012 was all about. And so um, now there's a, there's another uh, 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 Mayan text. And by the way, I was there. I was there in the in the Maya. Okay, I was there in Maya country uh, a couple of times. About yeah, about two three times. I was uh, I, I I went to do uh, some services there and. Uh, we went with a group of people, a precious brother from uh, from the, from Europe. I'm not going to say much about him because he, he doesn't like publicity. But um, anyway, we went with a group of people there, and uh, it, it was really very very productive. Uh, one time, one time, uh, I went there to the city of Campeche. We had a, a lot of meetings there, and we had a crusade there. We did a lot of things there. We visited a lot of Maya ruins there. And uh, I landed in the airport in Cancun. And I had to stay there one night before the next day I had to take a bus to Campeche. But um, now this was probably in the 1990s and uh, <coughs> the late 1990s. And um, and then I went again in the early uh, you know, 2000s. Uh, I went there. I went to Mexico all the way to 2012 was the last time I went there. 2012, I went to Acapulco. But uh, but 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 that time in the in the late 1990s, I went to Campeche and I landed in Cancun and I spent the night there. And during that night, I had a vision of the night, and God showed me a massive, large snake, serpent. And this snake, this serpent that I saw was huge. It was as big as buildings. And it was it was eating up and swallowing the inhabitants of that area and the buildings and the people and everything. It was just gulping. It was just swallowing it. And uh, that's all I'm going to say about that because God gave me a personal prophecy about that. He taught me something very powerful, but... Uh, I'm going to stop there. I'm just, I just wanted to share that, that God showed me the principality of that region of Cancun. And I didn't know, I didn't know what the, that city meant. I didn't know what the name Cancun meant. And, uh, when I got to the meeting by bus and I was talking this, I was relaying this dream to this vision of the night to the, to the brother that invited me there, he said, well, it makes sense why the Lord showed you that. And I say, why is that? He says, do you know what the name, what the word Cancun means? And I said, no. He said, in Maya, Cancun means the head of the serpent, the head of the snake. And then Campeche, I found out later, the place where we were, it's called also the place of snakes. And, uh, and there's, I mean, there's that whole region there of, uh, of the Mayan, uh, culture. And, uh, and also the, you know, there's some, some Aztec, uh, there too as well. And, uh, we saw also a whole stadiums. We wanted to rent a place when we went to you know, try to rent a stadium. They wouldn't rent it to us for the 
for the meeting that we wanted to have. <laughs> the name of the stadium was Kukulkan. And when I found out what that name means, it it is a serpent de- deity. Is the name of the serpent deity there, Kukulkan. And then there is another one. Um another uh, another uh place there which is called Quetzalcoatl, which is uh actually is called it's uh let me see if I can find it. It's in Mexico. There's another city in Mexico. I didn't go there, but they had another meeting there. Quetzalcoatl, <clears throat> and it's, it means the place where the serpent hides. And, uh, I mean, on and on and on and on, you see these, um, these kind of, uh, uh, names all over that region of the world. And, uh, they worship the snake. They I literally worshiped the snake, the serpent. And, uh, <coughs> And so, you know, these these things I'm sharing with you because <laughs> I was there. I have been there many, many times, and I, I saw that. I, 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 and and there is a um, a sacred text of the Mayans called Papawu records a great disaster that struck an ancient Maya, having to do with a thick dust that fell uh, from heaven. It, it darkened the whole earth, and this was accompanied by fires and earthquakes, from which only a few men escaped. And um, and so, let me just read a little bit from the Papa Wu. It says, the Maya were inundated by a, th- a, a thick resin dust that fell from the sky. A rain of darkness began raining day and night. A great din of fire above their heads. Men were running about, pushing themselves, full of despair. They tried to climb on top of their houses, but the houses would collapse. They tried to climb the trees, but the trees would shake them far away. Then they tried to enter the caves, but the caves would close before them. So, according to the Maya civilization, they recorded not one, but four of these global cataclysms. And each one of these global cataclysms wiped out the Mayan civilization, leaving only a you know a very small remnant behind to rebuild uh, back back up. And uh and so according to their records, these cataclysms took approximately four thousand years, you know, from each other, which is uh what they, you know, according to the According to uh, you know the the uh, Nibiru, right? The the legend of Nibiru, it takes about thirty six hundred to four thousand years to you know come back, and so that's about that's about right. And uh, so and the Maya also believe that the last world ending catastrophe took place about a thousand years ago, and uh, and it appears you know and this is of course uh, when the, they're their calendar ended. So they believed that, uh, you know, the Mayan culture, and, and there's many other cultures. The Aztecs believed the same thing, and on and on it goes. And uh, the Incas and uh, all these civilizations believed the same thing. You know, they have different records, and they, they, they explain it in a different way, but basically they're talking about the same thing. The Maya believed the earth undergoes a periodic uh, shifting of the poles. In other words, a pole shift. It's known as a pole shift. And so this pole shift is basically when the uh, the, uh, the planet tilts on its axis like a spinning top and falls on the side. And this, this pole shifts, according to the Maya, are accompanied by a very strong tectonic shakings activity. Uh, volcanoes erupting, windstorms, global fire, floods, uh, hurricanes, and precious people, isn't this what's happening right now? And um, 
So anyways, uh, I'm just saying that we are being told, we are being told with signs here and there that these events is upon us, but the people uh, refuse to open their eyes and see it for what it is. They just want to continue business as usual in the normalcy bias. Is what's known as the normalcy bias. Everything is as it was. Nothing is going to change. It's, this is exactly what Peter prophesied, that in the latter days, people will say, where is the coming of the Lord? Everything is as it was. Basically, nothing has changed. You know, this is what they were going to be saying. Uh, I'm paraphrasing, of course, but... Um, and also the Mayan culture, uh, you know, they talk about in some writings how they they had to try when these after these things happened, they had to try and guess the direction where the sun would rise once the dust settled. Okay, and uh, and so they you know they had to find out because there had been a pole shift, and so. Uh, in one of the writings of the Mayans, says it was not known where this new sun would appear. They looked in all directions, but they were unable to say where the sun would rise. Some thought north, others south. They didn't know. They didn't know. So the uh, the ancient, uh, I mean, just like the Egyptians and the Greeks, the Mayans also. Um, in their writings and their records and their culture, they associated the pole shifts with abnormal uh, things happening in heaven. They, just like the Egyptians, they also referred to a sky serpent, played a key role in the Mayan culture. And uh, this is, this. Uh, I mean, and I just showed you all the names that they refer to a ser- serpent and snake. In Mexico, the Mayan culture, and um, tied in, it, uh, you know, to this uh, planetary destruction and the cataclysms, and uh, so, you know, and like I said already, the Mayans were not the only uh, civilization in South and Central America that recorded these things. We're not going to go through them because it's too much, and I don't want to bore you. But but they all have accounts of the same things happening. Uh, the, the Aztecs, the Incas, the, 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 the Hopis, and, uh, and all those uh, Native American cultures uh, all recorded similar uh, stories of how uh, the earth had been shaken violently during different times in the past. And um, so all of these civilizations Today, even to this day, <coughs> they they have a uh, <coughs> a doomsday anxiety, and they believe that this these catastrophic events will take place once again in the near future. And so, uh, you know, all of these things are are just uh, a little indication that, um, <coughs> as I have shared with you already before, that these things are getting ready to happen. And uh, and have happened, and I mean these these things, uh, this 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 uh, stories, these same stories, come from uh, a lot of different uh, uh, cultures and people, and we'll be talking about some of that in the future. Uh, I wanted to read also um, uh, the uh, from the Corbring, and then uh, you know we'll 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 continue, but it says that. Um, uh, it says in the book of the Colburn also, it talks about the pole shift. It talks about the pole shift. Uh, in, in, in manuscripts, chapter 5, verse 3, it says, it says the earth was troubled and, and shook. And, uh, and of course, this is, um, this is, uh, I mean, I can confirm many of these things in the Bible from the book of Revelation. The book of Revelation. In the book of Revelation, uh, 
Let's see. Uh, a, uh, you know, for example, the source, the source, it says in Revelation 16:11 and the and 16:10, and the fifth angel poured out his vial upon the seat of the beast, and his kingdom was full of darkness, and they knowed they gnawed their tongues for pain and blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores, and repented not of their deeds. And um, and there was, it says, you know, and the Egyptians in the, in the culprit, it says that there was an awful hail of hot stones and coals of fire, and the doom-shaped thunder sharply in the heavens and shut out bright lightnings. And um, and says the great trees were tossed about and snapped like twigs. Remember what we were talking about the Mayan cultures and the and the others. And then he says, and a voice like ten thousand trumpets was heard over the wilderness, and before its burning breath, the flames parted. I was reading the scriptures this morning, also in the book of Hebrews, chapter twelve. How it's very interesting. Very, very interesting that in the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, it talks about, says, verse 18 and 19, For you are not coming to the mount that might be touched, that burned with fire, and or unto blackness, and darkness, and tempest, and the sound of a trumpet, and the voice of words, which voice then they that heard entreated that the word should not be spoken to them anymore. So here we see about um, a mount, okay, that's where they came to, that mountain, that burned with fire and blackness and darkness and tempest, okay? I mean, that sounds a lot like Planet X. And then listen to this, and the sound of a trumpet. Isn't that what I just read you? It says in the in the Colburn, the now this is when the pole shift was taking place. The sound of a ten thousand trumpets was heard in the, over the wilderness. So, methinks, okay, I'm I'm no I'm no expert in this, but 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 I have talked with the stand AO. We want to bring him back over in the, in, into one of one of our programs as a guest, but. Um, he has shared in the past in one of, in some of our interviews that, that that sound you know and these sounds are happening right now people it's happening right now you have heard about it before in years past it's happening again this weird strange loud sounds happening like trumpets and um and so when we talked to Stan, with to Stan, he said that that could be the the rubbing together of the um, you know of the rocks, right, of the uh, in, in inside the earth, the plates rubbing together during the pole shift. When they rub together, this uh, this emits this hideous sounds like a trumpet, and um, and so. There's a lot of things like that that it's happening right now, folks, and the people just don't get it. They, 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 they just cannot connect the dots. And uh, is and then it says in the, and and of course you know there where we just read in Hebrews, this has to do when the the children of Israel had left Egypt, and Moses was leading them through the wilderness. Okay? This is what it's talking about. Okay? Because if you keep reading there uh, in verse uh, 20 and 21, it says, For they could not endure that which was commanded, and if so much as an animal touched the mountain, it would be stoned or thrust through with a spear. And so terrible was the sight that Moses said, I exceedingly fear and quake. So there is Moses, and there are the Israelites. So that is when they left Egypt. 
Remember when they left Egypt that remember the the, the the ten plagues. All those plagues in Egypt are exactly do your own research. They are exactly what the book of Revelation talks about. Uh, it's gonna happen again. And those those things are exactly the same things recorded in all these ancient cultures that I just shared with you, the Greek culture, the Egyptian culture, the Mayan, and the, all their cultures, and, on, and in the book of the Colbrin, it's exactly what it tells you in great detail. But then it says in manuscript one, it says the, the doom shape called the destroyer in Egypt was seen in all the lands thereabouts. It was bright and fiery in appearance, changing and unstable. It twisted about itself like a coil, like water bubbling into a pool from underground supply. It was not a great comet or a loose star, more like a fiery body of flame. This thing has been seen all over the world has been seen in Canada, has been seen over China, has been seen over Australia, that has been seen over Norway. Just just Google these things or search it, and you will see what I'm saying. Look for um, put in your search the Norway spiral or the the Canada uh, spiral or spiral seen over Canada, uh, over China, over Australia. And you're going to see pictures that were taken, videos even that were taken. Okay? This has been going on now for a while because it takes a few years. I shared with you this already. It takes several years approximately for this thing to make its complete pass through our uh, solar system and out. And so... According to uh, Marshall Masters, which I have already shared, according to his research, and he has some uh, astronomers, scientists working, uh, you know, friends of his working with him on this matter, have uh, he has just said that the the uh, the destroyer, Planet X, will reach perihelion this year. Perihelium is the closest approach to the sun by this object. And then when it reaches the closest approach to the sun, then from that point on, it's going to, it's going to just swing around and be on its way out, dragging all that, um, you know, the dust and the comets and the, not the comets, the, the, the debris, the asteroids and so forth, the rocks. And so, so these, these things are recorded for our benefit, okay? Uh, and then uh, also in the manuscripts, chapter 6, verse 5, it also talks about that. Uh, it says, the day of stillness were followed by a time when the noise of a trumpeting and shrilling was heard in the heavens, and the people became as frightened beasts without a herdsman, as asses when lions prowl without their fold. And so, this is this is exactly what uh, what I'm you know what I'm sharing about what I'm talking about, and exactly what the the Bible talks about in many places. In many places. I mean, uh, Jesus predicted it more than anybody. He predicted it in, uh, when the, he said, when these things, you know, when the tribulation of those days, and the, when the sun is dark, and then the moon does not give light, and the stars fall from heaven, those are the asteroids. The, the stars there come from the Greek word aster. And the powers of the heavens are shaken. That means the... <laughs> Everything is going to change because of what I just shared with you. He says, then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power 
and great glory, and he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet. There's the trumpet again. And they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. And so this is... uh, Now, this is something that happened there, and I wanted to share this with you because this is going to happen again, okay? And the people need to be aware of this and prepared when this, when the, uh, when this, uh, when this uh, object passes close to Earth and causes what it's going to do, right? Um, there is a a a, a portion here in the the Colbrin, Manuscript 6-7, that uh, it says that uh, the people, right, became exposed. They lay unprotected against the hands of thieves. He who once toiled long in the sun, bearing the yoke himself, now, now exposed oxen, or now possessed oxen. He who grew no grain, now owned a storehouse full. He who once dwelt at ease among the children now thirsted for water. He who once sat in the sun with crumbs and dregs was now bloated with food. He reclined in the shade, his bowels overflowing. In other words, this is because of the thieves and the robbers and the thugs. Okay, this is going to abound. He that has an ear, let him hear. Okay? And so, another another scripture, okay, uh, manuscript, I mean, from the Colburn, manuscript 6-9. The public records were cast forth and destroyed. No man knew who were slaves and who were masters. The people cried out to the Pharaoh in distress, but he stopped his ears and acted like a deaf man. In other words, it's <laughs> it's beginning to happen all over the world. The people are are crying out to the to the rulers, right, to the presidents, and they are stopping their ears and acting like they're not hearing anything. So we see here that the jails were emptied. Hello? The jails were emptied. It's happening again? Because these people probably read the culprit. These people probably have read these things I'm sharing with you. This is why this program is not their favorite because they don't know they do not want normal people, little people to know these things. Only themselves. The public records were cast forth and destroyed. Okay? So the jails were emptied, records lost, those in the authority did nothing. And so, uh, again, all of these things um, uh, are, are spoken of in the Word of God. In the book of Luke, chapter um, 21, we're going to read a portion there. This is Jesus again talking. He said, uh, and they shall, it says, man, in verse 26, at, at verse 25 on, it says, and, they shall, and there shall be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars, Upon the earth is stress of nations with perplexity. The sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear, for looking to those things that are coming upon the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And then he said in 28, verse 28, when these things begin to come to pass, then look up, lift up your heads, for your redemption draws near. So there you are, folks. This is, um, I mean, the earth cracking, all of that stuff, it's, it's in the, it's in the culprit. It's, it's in the records of the Egyptians. And, um, I mean, uh, it's all over. It's there. It's, uh, the sounds, the sounds being heard, and uh, 
uh, it says in manuscript 637, it says the, the heavens roared with a thousand thunders, the bowels of the earth uh, and the earth shrieked its agony. The cliffs were torn away and cast down. The dry ground fell beneath the waters. Great waves broke upon the shore, sweeping in rocks from seaward. That's tsunamis happening. And um, anyways, uh, this is uh, this is some of the things that I I, I wanted to share with you. I now I, I wanted to share with you the, the the fact that again where I started this program that uh, we need not be uh, afraid and terrified of these things and uh, as we see these things coming uh, not like most people that are going to panic and uh, they're going to be like running around like chickens without a head. And so the mark of the true child of God in these last days is going to be that serene, calm, that peace, that shalom, regarding of what's happening. It's going to be in shalom. And uh, they will stand like a beacon of peace and assurance. And that will be their testimony as they stand in faith. And uh, their countenances of these people are going to be full of God's shalom, God's supernatural peace. And everybody around are going to know that they got something that they don't have. And that is when they will come and ask you, what do you have? Why are you so calm? Tell me, please. I want to have it. Tell me. And that's when you're going to say, I'll tell you why. His name is Jesus. His name is Yeshua. He is the Prince of Peace. And you will lead them in a prayer. And this is God's promise to his children. And I'll leave you with this. When you're standing in the midst of all this chaos and hell breaking loose in the world, okay, God will save us. He says, I will save you and keep you from all harm. And if it doesn't, if it doesn't happen, then we'll go to be with him, which is even. So I leave you with that, with a word of comfort, with a word of, uh, I will be talking more about this, how we can, uh, we can uh, be uh, at rest and how we can be assured of these things in the coming programs and how we can uh, put this anchor in our soul. And uh, I pray and trust that uh, this, this has been a blessing to you. Until next time, uh, God bless you. And this is Augusto Perez saying, Shalom.